0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John McGlash. For the WDMA, searching the world for marketing news every day. Here we go. Stuff you probably won't see either. Okay, let's get over to the news. Well, here's a commercial from Quill, and it's done by Zach Woods from The Office. So he ought to know something about office supplies. Let's see what he's got to say. Ugh, these prices. And the coupons are useless. shouldn't have to settle for this. Reminds me of the time I settled for that photographer. Uh, yes, I have the coupon for the free family photo. Oh, not a reader, huh? Lady, that coupon's only good for one person. Three more is 300 bucks. Want too much for you? Hey, pal, why don't you go grab me a coffee? Yeah. I see what's going on here. You got two of the same. You. Go help Daddy. Oh, look at this. Hey, kid, look, a quarter. Hi, everybody. Say family. Family. Yeah, that wasn't great. Quill.com, delivering rewards, gifts, and coupons daily. For your office supplies, don't settle. Okay, so that's from Quill. You don't see too many office supply commercials, and that's one of them, right? <laughs> okay, enough of that. Let's get over there. It doesn't, didn't seem to run too well. And we're going to talk Matthew Parker a little bit later. But right now, we want to talk about dum-dum arbitrage. Uh, Lollipop arbitrage. The dum-dum discount dilemma. Okay, how a lollipop arbitrage scheme works. This is from the drum. Drum, (laughs) dum-dum. Dum-dum-drum. Sellers are profiting off a dum-dum discount. So Spangler Candy Company, which owns dum-dums, The preferred treat at your pediatrician says, okay, we'll sell it on Amazon, 400 dum-dums for $26. Okay, so here's the the sort of the manufacturer selling direct on Amazon. Good deal, 400 dum-dums for $26. Okay, then Sam's Club members see that they can get 500 dum-dums for $15. You know, it says that, but, okay, well, let's just say, let's say they, so that not only are they selling it for less, but they're selling more of them. Okay, so you can get a 500 pack. And I went out and did research, of course, and I couldn't find, I found all over the, all over the place. The prices were all over the place. Um, I did find packs of 500. I found packs of 400. I found packs of 2,500, <laughs> you know for two hundred dollars anyway so sam's club if you're a member will will drop ship these so the sam's club member sells on amazon or the amazon seller is a sam's club member i i can buy off of amazon but when i come it's in a sam's club box 'Cause they drop shipped it. And I bought off eBay and gotten the Amazon boxes. So I mean, it's real crazy. And so so the bottom line is is that the manufacturer, of course, they're getting they're making more than hopefully, they're making more than uh you know, they're making the fifteen dollars, right? So they're thinking this is a great deal. Whereas this this uh dumb dumb reseller is only making six dollars. But Don Leiby, my friend uh, who, who passed away, but his book, RF, uh, his, his book on RFM is up on e-rfm.com. If you're interested in RFM, uh, Don gives you a lot of insights into that. And, and he gave me permission to put it up on e-rfm.com uh, a long time ago. There's other articles about RFM. If you, I noticed that there were, there were dozens of articles in the last month about RFM. Uh, so if you're if you're interested in that um e-rfm but anyway um don liby made the point he called it the net nats, and that people would just try to do one product or a couple of products and there are whole there are whole clubs and there are YouTube videos, and, they're, and they're, you, they, can, they will tell you what products you can drop ship and private label and et and not have to make anything, and just make money on this differentials. And as I said, the prices are all over. I love the idea of pricing theory. I heard one college professor used popcorn as uh, how much should something cost? You know, this is something that capitalism sort of figures out, and nothing else in the world does. Because you know, I buy popcorn from the feed mill for twenty-five dollars a for twenty-five dollars. <laughs> insert the P. T. Barnum quote: "There's a there's one born every minute." Yeah, but I think this is rational, you know. Uh, so popcorn, I buy a twenty-five pound bag for about for about twenty-five dollars or something, a dollar a pound. At the Piggly Wiggly, I can buy a two pound bag for four dollars a pound, so it's about two dollars a pound. Uh, I can pop it here in my office on my microwave and so I'm getting it for I don't know what a nickel a batch or something (coughs) I can go to the movie store movie theater and it's $15 for a batch what's the right price (laughs) they're all the right price right they're all the right price So fascinating how capitalism can make this all work. Um, But anyway, Spangler doesn't like it because this 115-year-old business is getting undercut. Yes, true. Uh, But they're giving Sam's a good deal, which they have to do. Most Sam's members do not do this, right? So it's a good deal for them because they don't have to ship individual 400 packs to Sam's. They ship semi-trailers full. You know, so they make money on the Sam's orders. So they've already made money on the four hundred pack that they sold to Sam's. And they need to remember this, right? They already made their money. They shouldn't care, right? And the fact that Sam's can resell it for what they do and Sam's can drop ship it for what they do. You know, the fact that they that they that they're They're losing out a little on Amazon. Well, they can always lower the price. If they priced it on Amazon, what Sam's Club prices it for members, there wouldn't be a problem. They priced it at $24. There probably wouldn't be a problem. It's an interesting deal. But capitalism rewards efficiency and productivity. So anyway, welcome your thoughts. Bill, give me... (laughs) Give me a comment on that if you like. Okay, now I want to talk about something interesting. Uh, Matthew Parker sent me this email. How to construct the perfect social media profile. How to sell print using social media. And I don't talk too much about digital media, but Matthew and I became friends on David Rosendahl's print group. And David used to run a contest where every week he would post the number of uh, the number of followers you had and and he would uh, and he would show the percentage of increase and the total number and I was number three or something in total number in his group and uh, Matthew Parker uh, but when I started his group I only had 6,000 followers and I think no maybe I only had three thousand. Well anyway, whatever it was, I put up about five thousand followers. So Matthew and I were neck and neck for a long time, but he actually cared, you know. And and what I did was I did I did massive uh followings and stuff. I did for about for about a month I did all kinds of stuff. Anything I could think of and I went up five thousand followers or something in a month. And I was the I got the crown. I've got pictures of me with crown in David's group for a couple of weeks but then the trouble is when you've got 10,000 followers even if you add 200 in a week uh, you're only up 0.2 percent or something and some new person with only 500 followers can can add you know 50 and just go zooming by you so it's it's uh, so Matthew ended up passing me so I know that he's pretty good at this stuff and it made me think, and so I want you to think. That's why I do this show, to get you to think. Okay, if a house, <laughs> if a house doesn't have certain essential elements, it can't function. It's exactly the same with a media profile. Uh, what if it didn't have a roof? What if it didn't have? Uh, no matter how lovely the rooms and the garden, what if it didn't have a front door? <laughs> right. The inside might be great, but you need a door. You need all the pieces, right? so he says what are the pieces first know whom you want to attract on social media and you know and let's go over to matthew's profile which i did uh, grab i tried to look at mine but it's very difficult to look at your own profile on linkedin you know they want they you you can't just go to linkedin and look around you have to have an account and i didn't have a spare account from somebody else because i don't do that on linkedin uh, but anyway, look it. So here he says, Profitable Print Relationships. That's the name of his website and his book and his company and all that. ProfitablePrintRelationships.com. And what does he say? Sales mentoring, content creation, and social media for the print industry. So very, very specific who he's after. This is a little small 10 common print selling errors Clearly saying, I work with sales training and mentoring, content creation for the print industry, and social media services for printers, okay? Makes sense, right? And highlights, and I'm connected with, I'm in a bunch of groups, and here's how I help print companies win profitable new clients. Click to see more. That's really good. He's got his call to action, and if you click on it, I think, on his profile, I didn't try clicking it, it takes you to his website or a landing page. I work with printing companies just like yours. Typically, I find that my clients are, and then that was as much as I could fit on the page. Okay, so excellent. Let's see, I don't see him having his little voice thingy, so he could do that. He's missing his, now he has a name that's easy to pronounce, Matthew Parker. My name is not so easy, right? Let's get back to the profile. Okay, so know whom you want to attract on social media. Um, It's not just saying, I want to attract customers. You can't be all things to everyone, right? It doesn't work. So Matthew got me highly motivated. OK, so know who you want to attract. Uh, I did a promotion for a while. and I'm still getting people following me uh, and connecting with me about CFOs because a lot of my career I've worked with I've worked with CFOs who want to know or CEOs who want an assessment of their marketing staff and the marketing buy. And I help them with that. Um, in fact, I helped Quill with that. OK, have an interesting title. So what's Matthew's title look like? Um this is this print sales mentoring. He really pounds that, i got to say. You know, I'm not sure that. See, that this is isn't interesting to me, but it's interesting to, if you go there, you know, and you're a printer, you know that Matthew can help you or helps other printers at least. Uh, most people say things like, I'm a sales manager uh, or a C-level executive, I see quite a bit, um, and say their company name. This doesn't make you stand out. But don't put in... <laughs> Don't put in those weird codes that's I have a weird code. I have to admit, okay, use the right imagery. you gotta get that code out of there, okay, and I'm probably guilty of that. I have a picture of me speaking because I was doing keynotes for a while, and so I like that picture um but you know there aren't many keynote spots there you know there's half the number of conferences now that there were in twenty nineteen probably. Uh, So I like Matthew's more promotional uh, banner. Have a target-focused summary, okay? So I used to say that everyone should have a customer-focused summary. However, it's fair to say that not everyone is looking to connect with customers. You may be using social media for different reasons. No matter what type of person you're looking to connect with, your summary should be aimed at them. So I've decided in my in my my rec- that the best thing I can do is is help companies <coughs> who want to increase their valuation. They want to grow profits. They want to grow sales. Uh, they want they want an assessment of their marketing, and that's what I've been doing for 40 years, and I've been very very successful at explosive growth with companies. So that's I'm going to change that up. Make sure there's a call to action. Again, I'm not sure that that's in there. I have to double check. There's actually a link to a five steps to creating social media profile that generates business. And it tells you exactly how to find the right prospects on social media. So the conclusion of the story with Matthew is that he he surged ahead of me after a while. I kept getting warnings from LinkedIn that I must be using bots, which I was not. I just was using cut and paste and 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 getting carpal tunnel syndrom- syndrome but you know then I think I might have actually tried a few bots which I'm not using at the moment but because if you're gonna get accused of bots you might as well have them. I wanted to see what the bots would do <laughs> anyway but not now not right now but I wanted to call your attention to we're gonna have a webinar down below there's a banner thingy scroll thing going up above uh, across there we don't have the details out, but we'll send out an email. I'm revising my spinning straw to gold It's you know back when I wrote the last version It was about what we had done with modeling and how to do your how to set up your data And it's still that stuff is still relevant today more than ever uh, If your IT department is, has created you a customer database and it doesn't seem to be paying dividends then I recommend go over to Amazon and get on Kindle and and get the Kindle copy uh, I do have an audio version in the in the author's own words but uh but you know what bothered me about the book was it it left out so many instances where we we stumbled upon something else, maybe from the marketing, maybe from an assessment of the quality of their of their customer file, maybe the the proportioning of their catalog, maybe the creative there there's a lot of things that can be slightly wrong, as Matthew says, and so uh, I've had the privilege of working with some tremendously good customers, like Quill is a good example, uh, where we helped Quill launch into Canada, and uh, <laughs> and Jack Miller called me up and he said, "John, your model didn't work at all." He was kind of like that. I said, "What do you mean, Jack?" He said, "Well, you know, we 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 did a a one-year projection with your model, and we did it in two months." <laughs> well, sorry, Jack, I can't help it. He said, I know. It was great. He really liked it. Um, I loved I loved working with Jack Miller, I have to say. Anyway, I sa- he, sa- he said he didn't want to retire. I said, yeah, to take all the fun out of vacation. Anyway, uh, we had some good talks driving around in his Jaguar. <laughs> he said his b- brothers both got Rolls Royces, but they're always in the shop. Anyway, uh, so mark the date. Uh, the 18th, the th- Thursday, August 18th, and I'm on the share kick. Now, don't just like it, share it, um, and now I'm getting fewer likes. <laughs> you can like it if you want, but give it a share. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great day. Bye-bye.